Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program. The no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Camaria Rutland with Autumn Coaching Group. Welcome. Thank you so much, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Autumn. How are you serving folks? Yeah, Autumn Coaching Group is all about developing really meaningful human connections in the workplace, right? When when people go home at the end of the day, the things that are their uh, biggest pain points are just how they're maybe disconnected from their team or disconnected with the manager. And so after almost two decades in the hospitality and tourism business, I love just watching human behavior. And this is why I've really focused my efforts on serving those human connections in the workplace. How can we improve them to drive results? Well, they say that people don't uh, quit jobs, they quit bosses. Does this Very kind true. of uh, fall under that umbrella? Is that what you're trying to help help prevent? Absolutely. You know, employee retention is really about that one-on-one connection with their direct report, right? And so if we can bridge gaps and if we can help uh, mis- through miscommunications or work through those team dynamics, it really is going to help the organization as a whole, but build, forging better connections uh, with the employee and manager is really a dynamic experience. And I think that uh, when we have those breakthroughs, it's very rewarding work. Now, um, in today's world, especially as we come out of this pandemic, a lot of folks went remote, maybe for the first time ever. That had its own challenges. And now as the pandemic was waning a little bit, now people are either going back to the office or creating some hybrid or some people are just staying remote. Um, Is this something that folks should be really intentional about and not rush into anything? Because I would imagine there are landmines everywhere when it comes to making a decision, no matter which one of those decisions you choose. Absolutely. You know, there's... um definitely been a shift in the atmosphere. More and more uh, CEOs are kind of buying into uh, a hybrid work model. Uh, We've seen the results after a year of, uh, you know, pandemic forced remote work. Um, You know, CEOs are definitely more open to developing a work model that allows a little bit more flexibility. Employees overwhelmingly are telling us through study after study uh, that they prefer the flexible work options, right? Because there's no one size fits all to this. Uh, some people are going to want to go back to the office. Maybe that's a better work environment. Some people are going to work want to work full time remote, and some people might want a combination of the two. Um, but when we say those landmines, I love to use that word, is because it's a very fragile relationship. Because there's this myth, there's this debate right now, is one side going to win out more than the other, the work from home employee or the in-office employee? And I think for managers, they need to be especially careful to manage both the individual needs and the group needs, right? One best practice is to really develop some norms of how your team is going to communicate. What are the best times for us to have meetings? What are the platforms that we're going to use? How do we make sure there's still some cohesion amongst the team? And those things are going to have to be a learned skill, 
for managers. You know, if they've never had that opportunity to manage a hybrid work team, it's going to be a new muscle, a new skill that managers are going to have to develop with time. And um, I think that it's possible, but managers are going to have to, you know, jump on the learning curve a little bit faster uh, than normal because employees are really demanding it. And then in this very competitive um, labor market right now, you know, you're going to miss out on top talent and you want to retain your talent uh, to ensure that your organization is moving forward. And so managers are going to have to very quickly shift their mindset around remote work and how do we value the contributions of both in-office employees and those employees that prefer to work from home. Right. And I think that some of the unintended consequences of having a hybrid is that if somebody chooses to go in the office and um, it's just the proximity the accidental kind of collisions that you have with a coworker and you're like, oh, and in two seconds you can communicate a challenge or solve a problem. And if at the end of the day, those kind of people in the office are getting promoted faster or getting more FaceTime or access to the higher level folks, it might uh, create this feeling of, well, you're letting me you know, work from home, but I'm not getting any of the kind of political capital gains that I might be getting if I was face to face with folks. Absolutely. And I always think of, let's try to find what is the equivalent in a work from home model, right? You know, how often do uh, in office employees go over to someone's office, knock on the door really quickly and say, hey, do you have a second? I just want to ideate with you real quick. I want to think through this. I want to talk through this. That very same experience can happen in a remote environment right? Quickly ping someone on an instant message, say, hey, do you have a second to chat? Or, hey, let's schedule uh, 10 minutes. I just want to talk through this with you. It just has to be a very intentional effort because they're not in the same physical location, right? Global companies have been doing this for years. Technology companies have been doing this for years. It's not new, but it is something that management definitely has to be very intentional about. And Middle management is really where the rubber hits the road, right? And this is what's going to make or break an entire organization's ability to very successfully have a hybrid work model. Now, are you are you finding that folks are reaching out to you because they're contemplating this or have they pulled the trigger and now they're dealing with some ramifications they weren't expecting? They're already dealing with it. I think that the pandemic really forced a lot of organizations to suddenly go remote. And managers did not know how to manage people when they were not seen, right? They were not physically in the same location and they did not know how to manage. You know, were they managing just for time or were they just watching and observing them? Or are they really looking at performance management from the actual outputs of their their team members, right? And so I think this has really forced people to uh, quickly shift. Some people have done it better than others. And for some organizations are reaching out because they just need a little bit of help, right? My organization offers a training class called the Rocky Road of Management in the virtual world. Uh, the, the Rocky Road is definitely symbolic. Uh, fun fact here, uh, Rocky Road ice cream was actually invented in my hometown of Oakland, California, back in the Great Depression, back in 1929, to give people something to smile about during the Great Depression, Right. And when you think about this, this is, a you know, obviously a, a metaphor for this. We've got to help managers get to the, that sunny side, the over the horizon, over the big hump of transforming their team to work in a remote way. Right. And so we've got to help them figure out this rocky road. There's going to be bumps along the road. Right. But we've got to help them get to a place where their team feels like they can contribute no matter 
uh, where they decide to work, that their team feels supported, right? And I've definitely got tips and tricks because I've worked with various work groups of how to do it successfully when you need to manage people both in office and remote because it can be done. It's not impossible. Well, why don't we um, share some of that wisdom with our listeners? Can you share some tips? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, for those workers who prefer prefer to have a remote work uh, environment, whether it's one or two days in the office, whether it's full-time remote, they really need some things. I've got a top five, Camarilla's top five list of things that they really need from their organization to feel supported, right? Number one, remote workers want to be seen, Right exposure and visibility is very important to people's career progression, right? And that feeling of inclusion in the team and of um, during team events. And a best practice is to ensure that both in-office workers and remote workers turn on their web cameras during team meetings, right? That way everyone gets an equal virtual seat at the table. I'm going to say that again, a virtual seat at the table so that they can be seen and they feel a part of the group. Number two, remote workers want to be heard, right? Everyone wants to be able to contribute equally, and they want to feel like they have an equal opportunity to contribute during meetings. So if a manager is hosting a meeting and the audio is not really that great, right? Maybe there's only one speaker phone in in a very large room, the remote worker can feel like, One, I can't hear what's going on. I might be missing out on some information. But two, if I speak up, will I be heard? Will someone call on me to interject, right? So a best practice here is maybe assign one person and rotate it, but you assign one team member to manage the chat box. So that way, if you have a remote worker, they can chime in via the chat box and still make sure that their voice is being heard. Tip number three, Remote workers want their managers to create really systematic and equitable methods to assign projects. You alluded to that before, that fear of missing out or fear of missing out on work assignments that may be really critical to their career advancement, right? They want to know that they're not going to miss out on being tapped with a task or given a really awesome project because they're working remotely from home, right? So if there is a very systemic way that their managers can say, this is how we're going to assign projects, it's going to relieve that that tension and that anxiety around not getting a fair shake at those work projects. All right, tip number four, remote workers want to trust that their managers are going to resist the urge for that consisting, that consensus building amongst in-office workers only, right? Just like you said, you know, that quick, hey, can we talk about this? Or those brief interactions around the water cooler, or I passed you in the hallway and we touched on this topic, you know, leaving your remote workers out of those conversations, that can make them feel very isolated. They can make them feel like not a part of the team and they might have something brilliant to contribute to the topic. So managers have to be very intentional to make sure they're including the entire team when they are discussing uh, projects or wanting to brainstorm around any um, objectives. Lastly, tip number five, remote workers, they still want their managers to managers to continue those things like team building activities to enhance the cohesion and the collaboration efforts amongst the team, right? One of the basics of team dynamics, right? Those highly effective teams is that there is trust amongst team members. And so managers are going to have to find very creative ways to ensure that both in-office and remote workers are finding ways to come together. And that can be as simple as doing a search on Pinterest, Googling the top tips of how to build some team building in a virtual world, but it's not impossible. You can play games, you can use gamification, you can uh, just, 
you know, do shared experiences like a virtual ice cream social or whatever it may be. But there should be ways that managers orchestrate shared experiences to build some cohesion around the team. Right. So, again, top five tips. Remote remote workers want to be seen. Remote workers want to be heard. They want to ensure that there is a systematic way that projects are being assigned. They want their managers to resist the urge of consensus building around in-office employees only. And they want there to be team building activities for cohesion and collaboration. So these are my top five tips to help managers navigate that rocky road in that virtual world. And it sounds like what you're saying is that you just can't say, okay, here's the Zoom link. Uh, You're remote now. We're good. And you got to be intentional. You got to change some ways you had been doing things in order to be more mindful and proactive to help these relationships um, stay relevant and um, easy for everybody to participate in. It's not you flip a switch and we're remote now and then we're done. Like this is a work in progress that you should be tweaking, holding the results accountable and really polling your people, making sure that it's serving everybody. Absolutely. That, that word very intentional has to be a part of the management framework, right? This is really uh, where I hope managers across industries will meet this moment, right? They will, they will upskill their own ability to call a meeting, right? When, when you do call a remote worker into the office, is there some intention behind it? Is it a meaningful uh, collaboration effort? Is this meeting going to be very dynamic, Or was it something that simply could be an email, right? I know early in my management days, you know, I would just have a a regularly scheduled meeting every Tuesday at three o'clock. We would meet and we discuss certain things. And it was just, you know, I was numb to the dynamic. When you now have to orchestrate remote workers and in-office workers, when you do bring people together, it should be impactful. Right. There should be compelling information that you're sharing. There should be uh, amazing brainstorming activities or ways that we are going to work more, uh, work better together as a team. Right. When you do bring people together, it should be meaningful. And it's going to take some effort for managers to think of when I bring people together, is there a greater purpose than just us being together? Right. I I was trying to get this app built that would lay over your uh, Zoom or whatever uh, service you use that calculates the hourly cost of all the people in the room. And it just ticks off like a ticker uh, as the minutes go by how much money that the company's investing on this meeting. And it's just keeping score and go, was this meeting worth, you know, $80,000? Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm, betting <laughs> that if you were to uh, miraculously develop that, that uh, app, uh, it would be mind-blowing to, to leaders, right? When people, I'm a believer in face-to-face meetings. I think that human connections are so amazing and so beautiful when they happen, right? But it should be for a purpose, right? It shouldn't be just to say for political reasons, oh, we're going to bring everyone together. Right. I'm checking a box. Right. From the stakeholders, we're bringing people together. Right. No, what is the main purpose of why you are gathering people together? Right. And especially when people go remote, their personal and work life starts kind of blending together in ways that are another unintended consequence. Absolutely. Um, There's been several articles about how to manage that transition, 
right? Now that, you know, inoculation rates are improving and people, offices are starting to open back up. As people start to transition back, even if it's for one or two days a week, there's an emotional toll to them giving up some of the freedoms that they had at home, you know, walking their dog in the middle of the day, being able to um, help their kid with their virtual school or whatever it may be, right? The things that they were balancing in life, um, it takes a toll on them. And there's this emotional roller coaster that they're going to have to go through and managers are going to have to manage it very de- delicately right, to help them transition back into it. One best practice I like to share with people is, you know, develop a team charter. This is how we're going to manage this. This is how we're going to uh, work as a team. These are the platforms that we're going to use. These are the the primary work times we're going to collaborate virtually, right? And these are the freedoms we want people to still be able to enjoy. I think it needs to be a part of the discussion. Right. Right. Otherwise, it's left to everyone's own understanding. Right. And I think that one of the um, ramifications of going through this is there's been a lot more grace given to the folks at home and their circumstance, whereas maybe before the pandemic, people were a little judgy about, oh, that was my kid in the background. and I'm embarrassed or, you know, that's not professional. Now, I think there's more grace given. Absolutely. And imagine that it took a pandemic for us to give grace to our our teammates, our employees, right? Uh, because the thing is, we are more than just our work. Right. right. Human beings are very dynamic and they have lives outside of the work that they do. And this is a way for us to really honor that, you know. Um, and, and again, there is no one size fits all. So for the people that prefer to work in the office, maybe their home their home doesn't allow for space for them to work without distraction. And so working out of an office is better suited. For others, a home, they might have a home office or they might have a couple other things to balance and juggle and working from home gives them that flexibility. This is a way for us to say, I see you, I honor your preference, and let's find a way to work together. Right. And I think that the organizations uh, can really benefit if they do this correctly, because like you said earlier, you're opening up your talent pool to the world now, not people that are just, you know, an hour drive from your office. Right. And my fear, you know, there's this term kind of uh, bouncing around right now called the great resignation, right? One in three millennials is said to uh, consider quitting their job post pandemic. And we're kind of around that time frame right now because of the lack of culture they're feeling from uh, their remote work environment and how their company actually dealt with the remote work and flexible work options during the pandemic, right? That now that people have had a taste of what it's like to work from home and they, and if they prefer it, we've got to find a way to uh, incorporate that into the corporate culture so that we don't lose out on talent, right? We're going to lose them to different industries who are going to be more open to it, right? I'm in the San Francisco Bay area and we've got a wide array of companies and having very different perspectives on it. Right. Facebook just announced that they're going to have full time remote work options indefinitely. Apple just said people are going to have to come back into the office three days a week and they dictated which days and there was some uproar around around it. So I think that companies have an opportunity to rise to this occasion to really survey and engage their employment and their employees and find out what is the sentiment. What can we do to create a work environment that you can thrive in? And if they listen and they try to balance the major trends, they're going to come out on top of this. But it's going to take them really being open to the ideas. I understand that they have large offices. They've got huge buildings. They they like bringing people together. But when they do, 
make sure that it is meaningful, it's impactful, and there was a reason to bring people together. So now if there's an organization out there that uh, would like some help in their transition, no matter which way the transition is going to go in the workplace, what is the website for your organization? Uh, It is otmcoachinggroup.com. And it's pronounced autumn, but it's otmcoachinggroup.com. Feel free to reach out. Happy to help you navigate, again, the rocky road of management in this virtual world because it is a, a transition, right? We've had to evolve past typewriters and fax machines. This is just another evolution in the modern day workplace. And we've got to find ways to help our employees thrive in this new workplace. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lee. It was a pleasure. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 